space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of Starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life, a new civilization, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Greetings, salutations, and welcome back to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim, and with me is Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And this is the the last episode of season one of Picard. It is. It's gone really quickly to say how long we spent building up to it. Yeah, well, I think we actually spent longer in a build-up than it's actually taken for the series to oh, yeah. discourse in the end. Yeah, we definitely did, but yeah, just... Just generally, like, you know, there's been, since Patrick Stewart announced it back at Comic-Con a couple of years ago, was it Star Trek Las Vegas? I can't remember. One of the big... Was it 2018 it was announced? Yeah. And then we've been talking about it, speculating about it, going through it episode by episode, and finally we're at at the end of season one, and obviously we've not had a chance to discuss this directly yet, so we'll find out what we both think as we go through, but... yeah. Well, it's, obviously, like, the world is pretty much heading into full lockdown, <laughs> yeah. so we're all shutting our tiny little boxes. Exactly. And, the um, bizarre thing is, though, um, there's a lot of stuff going on social media. I know this isn't just Star Trek, but at times it's more, doing more talking to people oh, yeah. than I would normally. Well, yeah, this is it. I mean, we've been recording more. I've been, um, the film show that I do on the uh, the local radio... I've been trying to arrange with Jake, my co-host, to sort out a time to record it, and he's doing different. So everybody's more, yeah. more sociable. All these quizzes and stuff. So yeah, yeah it's been quite amazing. But um, talking of like the the Star Trek reaction on social media, I think it's fair to say this one's been a little bit polarizing. Yeah, um, and I think it, quite understandably so. Yeah, I mean, like, I we we talked about this early on that. When we got to sort of episode two and three, that we thought they'd done an extra episode. Yes, we did, and I, and that we expected it to go on to eleven episodes mm-hmm. instead of the ten. But we've only got ten episodes, and I honestly think that there's probably a load on the cutting room floor that they've cut it back down to ten episodes. Well, yeah, I mean, Michael Shabon has done. Um, he's been very good, actually, in terms of speaking to the fans. Like, he's done one of these Ask Me Anything things. Yeah. And he's talked about at least two really significant deleted scenes that we'll, uh, we'll touch on when we get to the sort of appropriate places in the yeah. episode. But Yeah, it's, which it's, it, seem, it seems very strange to do it. The only thing... But we will, we will get to it, because I think we've got a lot of loose ends from Picard. Yeah, we have. And th- the only thing I thought about, maybe why they've had to keep it to 10, I mean, I was wondering, maybe it's something to do with the deal they've got with Patrick Stewart, you know, because he doesn't come cheap. So if he's contracted for 10 episodes, if you overrun with your shooting and stuff, and they wanted to make it 11, maybe it'd be a bit of a a headache in terms of, right, well, you filmed 10, but we've actually got enough material for 11, but if we broadcast 11, we'll have to pay you for 11, and I'm just wondering, maybe it was something... To be fair, I think the money that they've been putting in per episode production-wise, I don't think that would actually be a major problem. No, probably not, you're right, but... I, I wondered if it's something to do with the distribution deal they've done with Amazon. 
for worldwide. Ah, uh, possibly. If Amazon had signed up, but why wouldn't Amazon go? Well, yeah, give us give us eleven episodes. Well, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It, it wasn't an issue with Discovery last season where it, yeah, it bumped up to Yeah, but then again, 14. that was on Netflix, so different. Yeah, but I mean... Maybe dealing with different companies. We'll maybe find out go- going forward if uh, the other new Star Trek shows um, go to Netflix that they decide to cut Amazon out of it. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see where they end up. It'd be... I mean, it, it doesn't bother me because I've got Netflix and I've got Amazon, but it'd be nice if they were all under one roof. It, it would be, yeah. But like, to be fair, I, I, like you know, I bought my Fire TV stick purely because Picard was yeah, yeah. on Amazon. No, absolutely. So, yeah, like you say, it'll be interesting to see where the other series end up yeah. as and when they do. I think we can safely say that production on Section 31 will be late. Yeah, no. it was. Well, it's on the. It was due to go into production, wasn't it? When yeah. all this. But yeah, even if it it was further well, down the line than we thought, it certainly won't be now. So, but yeah, let let's dig into the episode yeah. then. So this is it's in yeah. Arcadia Ego Part Two, and again we've we've done away with the flashbacks at the opening. We go straight into the action, and it's Narek who will. We'll talk about Narek and what happens with him over the course of this episode, or doesn't happen with him over the course of this episode, but <laughs> he's definitely present and correct in the opening scenes, yeah. and he's he's running along onto the artifact. It does make you wonder how close everything is together on this planet, though, because we know that where La Serena crashed was half, well... Was about five kilometres, did they say? Yeah, in between the artifact and the machine city, and then... Narek's gone from the Machine City to the Artifact. Yeah, well, I think that everything's fairly close because yeah, it looks they're actually brought down by the Orchids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Orchids have actually brought them... Within spitting within distance. Within the vicinity. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, yeah, we get a little bit of a scene with Elnor and Seven a-chatting, and it's there's a lot of sort of ruminations on life and death in this episode, and... It starts yeah, here with... and there's a nice thing going on. Like, it's just in the background and it's not mentioned at all during the episode. Mm. But there's little drones flying around repairing the cube. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was nice. Like, so we've still got the cube. is still in the process of being fixed. Oh, yeah. The cube's getting repaired just just gradually. Because the other thing, you know, we we've talked about, like, you know how resilient a Borg cube is and how it can operate. But that's assuming that it's a fully manned Borg cube that's got all the, the Borg drones there to to do it up and everything. And yeah. Nerissa flushed them all out into space, so it's probably taking a bit longer than it would do to repair it. But um, you get this Elnor sort of talking, you know, wouldn't they be better off dead? And Seven says, well, do you think that with me as well then? I'm an XB, and she's she is she's an XB. Yeah, she was an XB before it was a cool term that everybody wanted to be an XB. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a nice bit where he says that he'd miss her, and it's you know it's it's building up that bond between them two. And yeah, it, like I've I've really grown fond of Elnor. I like Elnor a lot. I mean, he, he, he's very open. There's no duplicity about him he says what he really feels yeah he doesn't understand hiding emotions and no he doesn't and i I know some people are not as hot on elnor like 
I, I suppose there is an argument to be made that, yeah, he's not had the most development, but I think what we have had of him has been great, and I'm happy to yeah, I think to it's see been where great. he goes. So, yeah, I'm glad we're both fans of Elnor then. So, we find out here that this is where Nerissa's been hiding. He's on the the artifact, which... Yeah, this was a surprise. I thought was. she'd been, been, been to where to her... One of Romulan ships. Well, yeah, because they were they were very naughty with the editing because they they showed Narissa beaming out when all the XBs were piling on her, and then yeah. the next shot we see is this Romulan ship and it turns and it flies off and the the language of cinema tells us that she is now on that ship. That yeah. you know that that was absolutely the intention they were going for there to make you think that. And so, yeah, it is a bit of a surprise that she wasn't on there. And I feel, yeah, a little bit of a cheat there, but... Um, yeah, so, like, so she was beamed away while she's under attack and then beamed straight back on again. Well, no, I think she just beamed to somewhere else on the artifact. I don't think she beamed uh, to a ship. You don't think she be- ever no. beamed off? No, I think it was just like a... Um, what do they call it where it's a, a place to place? No, there's a special name in there where they beam somewhere within the same ship. Sight to, uh, sight, sight, to sight. sight. So, yeah, I think it was a sight-to-sight transport. And, you know, it was just deliberately misleading us through the yeah. the way the scene was framed that she went somewhere else. And So she's been hiding out around here, and then you get a, a scene with her and Narek and... Thankfully, it's not as incesty as it has been before. They actually yeah. seem relieved to see each other, and it's probably the first sort of genuine show of actual normal brotherly sisterly affection between the two of them. I think that we've seen, yeah. and you know, it's obviously they're glad that each other's alive, so they, those defenses do come down a little bit, and we get as. First F bomb before the the tri- the credits this time. Yeah, I quite like this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you have you fucked any of them yet? And he says, no, not yet. One. Well, that's an improvement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So that's setting them two up. What they're going to do in this episode, and then you get Picard locked up, and this is the first. We have this butterfly motif throughout the episode, and this is the. The first time he sort of sees this butterfly and then it flies away and he says, lucky you, so this idea of being locked up and freedom and all of this business. Yeah, so. like, he has been locked up in quite some comfort, though. Oh, yeah, it's not bad as prisons go, is yeah, it? It's like, I don't think they've actually tried to imprison him. They're just trying to uh, restrain his movements. Yeah, they just don't want him talking to people and um, talking him out, talking the others out of Sutra's plan. And I was going to say Sutra and Soong's plan, but we find out that Soong's not necessarily as up for it as we we thought he yeah, was. Yeah, we got that there very wrong, didn't we? And yeah, while we're talking about him, let's hold his hands up then. It's not law. No, it is actually Alton. Actually, Alt- which, yeah, okay, we didn't know about him before, but... For, you know. It's not the first time that we've had unknown brothers and sisters no, it's discovery not. And Star Trek V. <laughs> yeah, and we know very little, really, about Dr. Sung and everything. I mean, it might be worth going back and watching, I think it's Inheritance, where you meet Data's mother in inverted commas. And yeah, and she's, been tra- she's an android. She's an android. But yeah, but see, obviously, 
He's had a human wife at some time, but he's... Well, yeah, he did have... She was his wife, wasn't she? But then she yeah. died and he made her an android. And I just wonder... It, maybe this, it's a long time since I've seen that episode, but it, maybe there'll be something in there to hint at other children. But anyway, we've got to take it for what it is for now. Yeah. And um, there's a good... You get a lot of these conversations between Picard and Soji as well, and... It starts off here like Soji's saying she's got no choice and Picard says, well, that's a failure of imagination. <laughs> and, you know, don't become what the Romulans fear that you'll yeah. be. Yeah, you've got the choice to be something different. And that's that's really getting at the heart of what the series has been about, isn't it? And Yeah. You know, they'll do some yeah, interesting... people are fearing you, but you don't have to be what they're fearing. No, and it's... There's a lot... Everyone's sort of got this preconception of what Soji is like she's the destroyer she's a spy she's she had a programmed identity as a scientist and everything and now this is the first time she's finding out who she actually is you know divorced yeah, of everyone else's yeah she's just being herself yeah and that really this episode is her her finding that I think then I skip the credits I skipped the credits. Skip credits. And I think we were wise to do so. Yeah, well, we did say last week, didn't we, to skip yeah, the credits? Yeah, we did. Uh, and to be fair, we, like, we've got a couple of spoiler groups set up on Facebook for the episode. And after I'd seen it, I saw it 8 o'clock last Thursday morning. Yeah. Like, I watched it straight off CBS, and I did post straight away, don't watch the credits to everyone. Yeah. I mean, I think we said it last week on the podcast that you we know did. we thought yeah, it was we probably a good idea. They don't know how to keep us surprised. But no, this this needs sorting out for season two because it's it it's become a joke really yeah. now. Is this two or three times have done this? Yeah, well, it was seven when she turned up in the last two seconds. Uh, Brent Spiner last week, and yeah. obviously Frick's this week, so. Yeah, not not good, guys. You need to sort yeah, that out. It's so easy to avoid it happening. Yeah, it dead simple. And again, whether it's Screen Actors Guild rules or whatever it is, you can sort it out with a little bit of money. It's I'm sure it it's, can, I'm sure it can be sorted out quite it's easy. easily done. And I'm sure a lot of the actors in question, like if you said to Jonathan Frakes. Do you mind? Would you he... like it to be a big audience surprise that you're there? Yeah. Or would you like us to spoil it at the start and yeah. say you're in it? Can we leave you out of the credits so that everyone loses the shit when Riker turns up? Or do you want everyone to be sat there waiting for it all episode? And I'm sure Freaks would be fine with. Yeah, um, I'm sure all of them would have been fine with that. I would have thought so. Um, so, yeah, moving on from the credits then, but. Um, you get another bit with Nerissa and Narek, and she has a good line where she's like, you're telling me you want to use grenades to destroy flowers? <laughs> Which does sound a bit silly. It does. When you hear it, but having seen the flowers... <laughs> oh, yeah, and he does justify it, and he's like, no, no, the starship destroying flowers. <laughs> and yeah. I picked up on something here, though, which is... Um, Narek sort of describes himself as a Jat Vash washout. Yeah, so, a failure. Yeah, so he's obviously the the lesser one of the family then. But it looks like because he, he's de- he's definitely Tal Shiar, but he's not yeah. Jat Vash. So obviously there's there's two two tiers of it. Like you you can be you can be just your normal run of the mill Tal Shiar, which makes you a pretty dangerous and powerful person. 
But if you Jatvash, you're even more dangerous and more powerful and more secretive. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. So he's aware, but it's a washout. The Jatvash failure. Like I thought all along that he'd actually been part of the Jatvash. I did as well, but I think I think he's just part of the Tal Shiar, and it's probably Nerissa sort of. You know, a bit of um, nepotism uses him when she's got a, a Jat Vash mission. She, oh, come on, let me brother do something. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's very strange. But it gives it gives a little bit more, I suppose, a bit more context to why Narex is sort of messed up as he is. You know, if he's sort of seen as a failure in his family and all this business and. Um, yeah, it gives us a little bit of a hint of why he's quite as emo as he is, you know. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so then, this is where the sonic screwdriver comes in. And, you know, we're not the only people who are likening this device to the sonic screwdriver. Yeah, it's a strange device. I mean, I I thought about it a bit, and I can see where they're going with it. It's basically, it it's essentially like a mini replicator slash transporter that's got a neural interface. Yeah, it's so, very so strange. You think, sort of, you think what you want it to do, and it does it, it. Yeah, which seems very handy. I presume, though, that it, it must have limitations, because otherwise they could just put it on the hand and go destroy the 218 Romulan ships, and that'd be that. So it obviously... It obviously does have limits to its capacity, but yeah, it it's very ill-defined in terms of what it yes. can do. Yeah, it's very outside what we've seen of previous Star Trek technology. It's almost a magical device. Almost, yeah. It's 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 very very close, isn't it? And I'm sure you know. I'm sure that they've probably thought it through and thought of what it does, what it can and can't do. But in this episode, the only two times we see it, it does exactly what they want it to do Yeah. at the time they need it. So it's a little bit iffy. Um, and then there's... Because you don't often get these scenes with Rios and Raffi, but I like how they're building up the fact that they've known each other for so long and everything like... He makes a joke about her drug use, doesn't he? Like, he goes, oh, have you been on the old... <laughs> and yeah. that... <laughs> shows how close they must be that he can make a joke to a recovering alcoholic slash drug addict Junkie. about yeah. that and it and it be okay and her him to know that he can say that without upsetting her shows that they must have a lot of trust between them yeah they've got to be quite close haven't they yeah so I, I like that and um yeah, it's still the sonic screwdriver gets me, but anyway. And then there's yeah, this we're just gonna have to <coughs> accept that it does what they want it to do. For now without yeah. any real explanation of how it's working apart from think it and it does it. Yeah, and there is a throwaway bit where she says, Oh, it's a neural interface and blah blah blah, but yeah. And there's this bit where um Raffi says, oh, say the three magic words, and Rios says, you were right, and that'll come back later in the episode. And then we go back to the compound and everything. We've got Soong, and he talks about Gerati being the mother of the synths again. 
Yeah. And she's like, I'm not their mother asshole or whatever. It's this, we didn't really get a full explanation of that because you had that line with Maddox saying your contribution was... Was priceless. Was, and, yeah. And, and now it, she's the mother of the Sims. So, but it, it hasn't been explained enough. No, it, it like, feels... She's like, obviously worked on Sims at Starfleet Command or wherever it was, the Daystrom Institute, was it? Yeah. So she's obviously worked on Simset, so she's obviously done a lot of work on it, but she hasn't been to this planet where they've really got them, like, human-like Sims no, and all not. that. And, I mean, it, it, just going on what we've got now, it seems like she was very integral in Maddox's work before he disappeared. And yeah. he's appreciated that, and he feels like her work um, was very significant in where he then went on to, but it it felt like it was going to be more than that when yeah. it was first introduced. It it feels like it felt like they were building up to some sort of reveal that hasn't well, come here yet. We go again, here we go again. Should we have had more about this? I think so. I think either we should I, have. Yeah, I I think there's a lot that's been cut. A lot yeah. more than the scenes being cut about this episode. I think the Blu-ray to Picard is ought to be <laughs> yeah. like, absolutely amazing when it comes out well, with deleted scenes. If they put and the especially deleted if the scenes deleted on. scenes are put where they're meant to be. Oh yeah, that'd be like a director's cut. Would be brilliant. Yeah, but um, yeah, it, either yeah, we should have had more time dealing with it, or we shouldn't have set it up the way we did, as though it was going to be a big. A big mystery or a big reveal yeah, or anything. A big reveal about what she'd done. It's it's sort of left hanging. All we know is that she's worked on since. Yeah, which at the Daystrom Institute, and she's been stuck just doing theoretical work for several but, years. And you know that that could be enough for Maddox to to think of her as the mother of the androids. But the way it was set up felt like it was going to be a lot more than that. Yeah, that she'd done something. Yeah, a major major contribution to. This actual group of yeah, androids. To, that's the thing, yeah, to this group, to what they're doing now. But, um, yeah, so that's another plot strand that we don't necessarily um, come back to. Narek's there again, though, and this is where he goes to La Serena and you've got that bit where he's chucking rocks at him. And... <laughs> yeah, and Rios goes, it'd be interesting to see what a photon torpedo will do at this yeah. stage. <laughs> that would have been interesting. That would have been an interesting end to Narek if Rios had just nuked him. Well, at least it would have been an end to Narek. <laughs> well, that's true. I think we're going to get Narek in season two, well, to be fair. From, what I'm, from bits I'm picking up on the net, they the reckon that he could actually be part of the crew for season two. I, wouldn't be t- I think what we're going to get is, at least initially... It's going to be, we're going to have to go ask Narek something while he's in jail. And it's going to be a Hannibal Lecter type thing with him and Soji. You know, she's going to have to go see him and he's going to try and manipulate the connection they had. And she's going to need to get him from it. That, to me, yeah. that seems like that's what they would do with him. But who knows? But yeah, he's here now and you get the bit. Elnor turns up and... Um, he says, yeah, and he straight away goes, I definitely want to live. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> choose to. Yeah, that's really good. And, um, yeah, so back with soon, we get this thing of 
I'm transferring the dead one's memories so that um, they're what's twin. Name? I f- is it uh, Saga or something? That's it, Saga. Yeah, and so that's obviously going to be a, a plot point later on. And Girati steals her eye, which is a little bit minging, but um, so it's some... a bit minging. But she's she's doing it for the right reasons. She is doing it for the right reasons, and poor Saga's had both her eyes. Um, yeah, either ragged out or disfigured or whatever. Now and then we get the the uh, the campsite campfire scene. Uh, which is Narek basically telling this almost like a Romulan sort of creation myth. It's very well. He's he's saying what they've seen from the um, what the actual Shakfash believe from. Oh, what was it called? The admonition. To... Yeah, the admonition. See, I I'm not sure. I think this story has been part of Romulan culture even before that, and. Well, when like, well, Rios makes sort of thing about it, doesn't he? he goes, it's Ragnarok, it's so and yeah, so. Yeah. And, and, it, and it is, it's a very, uh, it's almost like this story is a universal story that yeah, it's a, a lot of different cultures have had. Yeah, it's an end of the world story, which, yeah, uh, as Rios points out, you get in other things. And I get the feeling that this has been something that exists within Romulan myth. And then... When they found the admonition, they've gone, oh, well, that... Is that. That fits into all that. And obviously, bits of it do really clearly. And um, that's kind of what people do. And, you know, you, I remember there was all that... Like, do you remember that Bible code thing that came out where somebody said, well, if you if you read every third word down in the Bible and rearrange them in a different order and count every letter... Blah blah blah. It says Princess Diana's gonna die in a car crash. You know, oh, so you know it, yeah. it was a big thing, sort of around when like the Da Vinci Code came out, and all of a sudden everybody was finding these hidden messages in books and hidden messages and working out bizarre, yeah, bizarre ways to work them out. And so I wonder if this is a little Which bit. I, I imagine you could do that with pretty much any book if you want. Oh, of course you, you could. Took the time. Yeah. And you, you've just got to work out how to make it fit what you're wanting what to you do. Want. And I wonder if there's a bit of that here with the Jack Vash, like they they find it and they go, right, well, this is obviously this. And, it, yeah. you know, it might be that there's bits of it that don't match up. Um, but, again, it's that, um, oh, what do they call it, confirmation bias, where you... Um, you only look for the things that back up your argument and disregard yeah. the rest of it sort of thing. So either way, I think it's a nice scene. And again, it it adds so much more to the Romulans than we've ever had before, really. Oh, there's a lot being missing from the Romulans. And we're getting so much of their culture and everything. And there's even references to our ancestors on Vulcan, which is a, you know... Nice way of kind of reminding us that Romulans and Vulcans, as if the years were not enough to remind us, but you know, there's yeah, it's sort of like that. The this is one species, oh, that came from a common began, ancestor, yeah. and then this is where we get them going into the the compound basically. So Rios hides a drone in his football, and there's quite a cool little throwaway line where he's got his football, and the android goes, Oh, do you play? And so, who's been teaching the androids about football, you know? They play, or magics. 
don't know. I, I yeah. don't recall Dirk ever being into football. No, I don't. Um, but... And like to be fair, I've never really seen a football reference before in Star Trek. Oh no, there was. There was uh, when. Worf told his story about how he killed someone at the academy. That was when he was going for a header. Right. So but I think that's the only other time I can think of. But I just like how this android's like, oh, yeah, do you play football? Should we have a kickabout? But yeah. Yeah, just a nice yeah. little touch that wasn't necessary, but it just gives that gives that one android a little bit more personality than... Yeah, like, I think the... Like, I don't think the androids have actually been shown enough no, I don't, no, I, I would agree with you. Yeah, we don't really know what the... The general population are like. I think they're probably quite a nice, actually quite a nice culture. I'm sure they probably are, and, yeah. They're very friendly, and I think it's only Sutra who's pushing them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Sutra seems to be the only sort of renegade one, doesn't she, at the yeah. at the moment? And while this is going on, Gerati's going to rescue Picard, and... Fair dues to him. He's a bit confused as well. <laughs> He's like, "Well, wait a minute. What you're you're helping me now?" And yeah, like Gerati redeems herself this episode. I think she does a lot, and I think I think everyone's pretty much on the same page of well, it wasn't really her fault. Now yeah, that they've seen yeah, what we 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 said this last week, didn't we? Yeah. That- what she when she killed Maddox, it wasn't her fault. She was suffering from Vulcan mind melt. That's it. I think she's been made to do things. Well, that's it, and I think that's where they're going to come down on it. But again, uh, in one of his uh, forum things, Michael Shabon said that the plan for season two is that she will hand herself in. So whether they'll deal with that, whether she'll end up going to to prison or what have you, I, you know, I don't well, know. that's if that's where they go with season two. Like, I was reading another article with it from Michael Shaban, and he says that what the initial sort of proposal for the Picard series... Yeah. And what they went to Patrick Stewart of what they wanted to do, and then to CBS, is 100% different than the story that actually got filmed... Oh yeah, I mean, it do, you know, the, that doesn't surprise the, me too they've much. They've gone completely different. So we will never, probably never know what the original proposal for Picard was. No, well, it, we haven't seen any of it supposedly. Right. Well, that'll be opens up a lot of doors for where they might go. But that that's just the creative process, isn't it? You know, they yeah. You you start off with one idea, and then as you start to hammer it out <laughs> and everything, you get. You go other places, so yeah, but yeah, that's develops and that's interesting. Roots. Um, and this is where Soong sort of joins the good guys because he he's recovered these memories. It comes up. It was Sutra that actually killed Saga. Yeah, she released now. Well, no, it wasn't Sutra that killed her. I thought it was Sutra that. No, no, Sutra's released now to kill her sister. Right. Okay. So, yeah, so... he's got the memories of her doing this. So he knows what's going on now. I must have misseen it then, so I I thought it showed that it was Sutra that did it, but no, so it's Narek. Yeah, that makes more sense, because Narek keeps bragging about how he killed one of them, so... Yeah, that he's killed one of them, so... Yeah. And now we've got Gerati and Picard are back at La Serena, so the the two halves of the crew have sort of played musical chairs a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but they're back there, and this is where Picard starts getting all these good speeches in. Like, I love the bit where he's talking about 
uh, you know, he says to be alive is a responsibility as well as a right, but nobody's nobody's taught them. And then he says, you know, it's, how are you going to do it? And he says, well, ch- the way children learn most things by example. Yeah. So th- this but is Dry goes, well, what are you going to teach them in six and a half minutes? Yeah. <laughs> but this is this is the Picard that we all love, isn't it? This is the guy who's going to do yeah. the right thing. Yeah, like I've seen things online. Um, I've deliberately not watched the Midnight Edge oh, no. taking it apart yet. I am going to watch it just to laugh at them. <laughs> but um, there has been people saying it's not Star. It's not like Star Trek the new the like you spin. Well, no, it's deliberately not like the Star Trek that we've seen before. This is something new. We're not telling the same story. We've They've quite deliberately not gone off on the Starship Enterprise, yeah. discovering a, a new planet every week. They've done something very different. No, they have, but but they've honoured the character of Picard. In they the have end. the the core philosophy of it is still exactly the same. This is a question of you know what what makes someone a living being and what rights do people have and, yeah, and how should we treat people? Nice. Exactly. So, you know, this what's is... The, what's the correct thing to do morally? This is absolutely... I think, you know, this is absolutely Star Trek and absolutely Picard and everything. Yeah. And um, Picard has learned how to fly the ship by watching Rios. I can buy that because, you know... I the, can buy that he's done this, but there's a major problem here. Go on. Why hasn't he activated any of the holograms? Yeah, that would have probably been handy. He's got, got the, like, annoying Mexican one that mainly just speaks Spanish, but he's... But he's the gunner. Like, the co-pilot and gunner. Yeah. He, he's I've, got an engineer. I mean... Like, the other, the other three... Oh, he's got a navigator as well. Yeah. So, so yeah, the navigator... Surely a navigator would know how to fly. You'd think so. Um, I don't know, maybe only Rios can activate them unless they activate themselves, I don't... No, no, we've seen them activate, we saw uh, Rafi trying ordering wine from a... That's true, yeah, the hospitality the, one, yeah. And one appears, you, you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, you'd think they're meant to be emergency things, so when Picard's juddering about flying, you'd think the navigator one would pop up and go, you know, do you need help? Yeah, and when you're in front of 218 warbirds on your own. Yeah, the gunner uh, one. That's probably a bit of an emergency. <laughs> You'd think so. Maybe the ma- the sonic screwdriver didn't fix them. I, I mean, thought it just fixed the main power to the ship, which is what was wrong. You'd have thought and so. And everything but... came back online. Yeah, I mean, from a from a story... From a dramatical point of view. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right. It's but yeah. It... What we what we've been shown of this ship. It should. It's wrong. Yeah. No, I agree with you, but yeah, it this scene needs to be just Picard and Girati, and that's that's yeah, why it, it is that way. It does work as being just said. Like I said, dramatically it works, but from what we're seeing of the ship, practically this isn't the, sh- the these holograms should have been activated. Probably not the medical one or the hospitality. No, one, but, but the, the three, definitely the ones that would have helped. Yeah, yeah, and. <laughs> Girati again shows that she's like just a total Picard fanboy because she says make it so to him. Yeah. So I really get the sense that she's read like a biography of Picard, you know, she knows. Yeah, she knows, like, which makes sense because she's in, she's cyberneticist. Oh, yeah. She's one of the leading ones on Earth. Data was like, 
the main android ever, ever. And Picard was his commanding officer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. What, um, and she. 87 till 92, 15 years. Yeah, exactly. And she, she references the Picard maneuver <laughs> as well, um, a little bit later on. So, yeah, it's, she's definitely a fan yeah, girl. Yeah, she's read up about him. She knows about him. Yeah. Now, back on the planet, Sutra gets switched off with a button, basically. Yeah, he has like a remote control to turn her off. Which, seemed. okay, again, with what we know of androids, we know they've got an off switch. Well, well yeah, like, to be fair, um, Data's was uh, a switch on his back that yeah. he had to manually move. And I can go with, it by the 24th century, that they've got remote controls instead of switches by now. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we do. <laughs> it, it feels a little bit anticlimactic that she was built built up as the big villain and then yeah. it's and then it, very simple it, to pretty much in this episode this is her only appearance yeah exactly and the other thing it sort of raises is well if maddox and soon really wanted these androids to be their own independent thing is it not bad that you then you're still installing off switches and you give yourself a remote control to turn them off. There's a yeah. distinct lack of trust there, which I can I can understand from Soong's point of view, but it shows that he didn't trust them as much as he's kind of making out that he did. Yeah, but then you have the other problem that um, the wanting to get Soji to stop building this beacon mm. to send the message. So why don't they just use the off button on her as well? Maybe she's not got one because she's a more advanced model. I don't. But yeah, but, but you know what I mean. It sort of opens up. But yeah, it does. It or has. Was, he... or was it a direct uh, something that was a weapon? As he maybe like I, I'm not sure. I, I think there's a little spark between it and her, and I wonder if it's um, ah okay, literally overloaded her with a current right close in. Could be that had... that that switched her off. Yeah, that would wrap up the why don't he do it to Soji thing. So, yeah, that's a fair point. It made more sense than an on-off button. Yeah, it would do. That would, yes, I'm happier with that. I'll have to watch it again and yeah. see, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a little spark between what he's holding and her. Right. And I wonder if he's just sort of overloaded her with too much power. Yeah, that's, shut down. that's much better if that's the case, Or yeah. if they are like flesh and blood, if it's just like a taser, so a taser yeah, it could will be. actually knock her out. Yeah, it could well be. But and we don't know what happens to her after this. No, we don't. Or turned off or... Is electrocuted enough to kill her? Yeah. But we don't know. We don't know, yeah. Um, yeah, so she was built up as a big baddie, the evil android. And then... And this is, a, and this is all we see of her, this And this is, this is barely halfway through the episode, and she's she's done. But, um... Yeah. Because, you know, she doesn't come back after this, so... And, yeah, so, so at this point, this is sort of where the action kind of culminates, really. Like, you've got everything going down on the planet, you've got everything going off on the La Serena. There's a good bit with um, Girati where she says, how are you going to hold off the Romulans? And then there's a pause and she says, are you not answering to build up suspense? <laughs> yeah. And that's really yeah, that was good. almost breaking the fourth wall to the audience. Yeah, it? a little bit, yeah. I mean, I, th- I feel like Girati kind of does that at times anyway, but yeah, it was a good line. And then meanwhile, you've got Nerissa 
he's trying to fire the artifact's weapons to take La yeah, Serena get the, down. Get the weapons back up and running. But Seven rumbles her, and they have a fight, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's, a, it's a great fight, and Marissa's saying, oh, he's the Borg Queen. Yeah, and she's obviously, you know, it makes sense with her being a, a master spy, but she's done her homework on Seven, because she's like, oh, little Annika, you were assimilated when you were six, and all of this stuff. Yeah, so she your birthday. But that makes sense, absolutely, because Nerissa was, um, you know, assigned to the artifact. It's in an but area of space. Yeah, it's in an area of space where the Fenris Rangers operate. So, yeah, you're going to do your homework about Seven yeah. of Nine, so no problem with that. And then, obviously, Seven boots are off the thing, and it's this is for Hugh and all this stuff, which is fine. Yeah, and so Nerissa's gone now. Nerissa's, we kills. assume Nerissa's gone. No, I think that was pretty final falling. That it part. looked pretty final, but she could have had a little beam out on her way. To, you never what, know. A personal transporter could have done it again. Yeah, she's just in another room, <laughs> just further along again. But no, I think I think that's Nerissa done. Yeah. Yeah, I I I I'd go with that's Nerissa done. I think I'd be quite annoyed if she comes back. Yes, I think I would be. It'd be getting It'd a bit be another room on the artifact next season. It'd be getting a bit like the master in Doctor Who, how it's just yeah. I mean, at least even in Doctor Who, they they've got past the point where they even explain it now. They're just like, yep, yeah, the master's back. Just deal yeah, with the it. Master's back. It's because of course he is. <laughs> There's no, we don't have to go into it. Yeah, we've got another actor to play in. Yeah. So our actress. Yeah, our actress. Yeah, you don't know the master. The Master will be back again, even though he was absolutely destroyed again <laughs> in the last episode, yeah. but there we go. Um, so then you get a bit of a battle, like you get the orchids get stuck in and the, the effects are stunning. Yeah, well, they, they've done well with these orchids, because, like, they had 15 last week. Yeah. And, oh, like, two days ago. Yeah. In actual real time. And they'd lost five of them with the lesser Enna. And the Borg Cube. So they only had 10. There's 19 in this battle. Oh, is there? Did you count? So, yeah, I did. I, I deliberately counted them. <laughs> right, I was going to do, but I thought, no, no, I'll, I'll just yeah, let it go. Yeah, I deliberately counted them. So they've almost... So they're literally building these at, fair to say, probably four or five a day they can well, do they, these. Well, do they build them or do they grow, though? That's the... I think they probably... Well... How you see this beacon being created from nanoprobes. Yeah, yeah. I get the impression that they're, they're almost done that way, so... Yeah. Well, with how quick the beacon goes up, I suppose it's believable that they they yeah, could. so it looks like they can build five of these a day, so if they'd wanted to and had time, like they've known there's a threat coming for a long time, they could have actually almost had a, a fleet on they the They could have had a lot more, yeah. And then... I like the the trick that they do with La Serena. Again, it involves the sonic screwdriver, but I like the the principle of the trick that will make it look like there's hundreds of ships and everything. Yeah, and Gerardi goes, yeah, it could be called the Picard Maneuver. Oh, wait, there's already yeah. a Picard Maneuver. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, it wouldn't work. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a good, a good trick for him to use and everything, and... And it works until they actually manage to hit the real one. <laughs> and at that point, yeah, it's... Yeah, and then all the rest of them vanish. It's which, rumbled, yeah. I noticed yeah, it's that... basically... All of, all of them are a reflection of 
almost holographic projection, but they've yeah. all got their own warp signatures, which is what makes it convincing. Yeah, exactly. No, it's good. And um, there's, what is it, uh, Commodoro or General O or whatever, as Riker will say shortly. Um, she says, planet sterilization pattern five. Like, <laughs> how many do you need? <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, well, we did see them sterilise a planet, didn't we, in uh, DS9? Yeah, we did. Well, Cisco did that, yeah. No, no, that was when the Romulans and Kardashian oh, went... Oh, sorry, yes, they, they lost, were... Uh, supposedly lost the ta- Tal Shiari yes. in Obsidian Order. But uh, Cisco did as well when he was chasing Eddington. Yeah. To get the Maquis off the planet. So there you go, that's at least two. So, yeah, yeah they're up to five. Um, and, uh, what is it? Um, in TOS, what is it, General Order... Kirk calls the general order, which is planet, planetary destruction. Yeah, yeah. There's a few, but it just seemed weird that we've got. That surely, planet sterilization is just planet sterilization. It, yeah. you don't need five versions of it. But there we go. And um, then it all sort of kicks off, doesn't it? Like the the beacon goes off, the the Federation arrives, and you get the classic sort of music and everything. Yeah, it was next. Next gen music starts playing, doesn't yeah, it? It does. Yeah, which I thought was lovely that they, they put that in. Yeah, it's great. And it, I mean, you're the, the ship guy, but I thought the new Federation ships look pretty cool. They look like an evolution of where we were at with the Enterprise E. Yeah, um, they do. And Riker says these are the most powerful, fastest, toughest yeah. ships that the Federation has put together. I've looked into these. And Michael Sharpon has actually put out quite a lot about Yeah, the the, they're called, like, the... Uh, it's a curiosity class. Curious, that's it. But what's strange is that um, Rios's old ship was a curiosity class as well. Right, so maybe... So we've got at least nine years ago there was curiosity classes. They're saying that this is a newer class, that well, it's a newer version It of looks the like... Class. I think they've said that there were... There were four different variants in this fleet, so... Yeah. And, like, maybe Riker's just bullshitting a bit, but... Well, um, it says it's, uh, it's, it's a flagship. It's actually just the flagship of this squadron. It yes. the flagship of the yeah, Federation. It's... Michael Sherbon has actually come out and he's said that Enterprise E is still the flagship of the actual Yeah, exactly, Federation. yeah. I never took it that they meant this was the new flagship of the no, Federation. I know some people I've did. No, because on some sites they are going yeah, around yeah. it. But it's the the person very clearly says their flagship is hailing as meaning the flagship of this squadron. Of that, that squadron, yeah. Which is what Riker's in charge of. And Riker, he's had a bit of a trim to his beard and his hair. I reckon that was Deanna Rilla said, look, you're not going out looking like looking that. Looking like that. <laughs> so come here, we're cutting your hair. If you're going to be on a ship, we're sorting this out. So... What did you think about all the Federation ships looking the same? Um, I mean, it's it's not something we're used to. It isn't, but to me, it makes a lot more sense. Oh, it does, absolutely, yeah. You're you're trying to build a fleet of ships that are going to be good in a battle situation. You've got a plan. Yeah. Why have hundreds of different ships? Well, no, exactly. That's harder to maintain, harder to repair, because there's different parts. You've got to have different design processes every ship yeah you can and just set up production lines and roll these well, things off you would do and I mean every other bloody species in the galaxy has one type of ship this is true and, it, and if you go back to the original series there were 12 constitution class ships and yeah. that was it 
the you know it wasn't until Wrath of Khan that we got the Miranda class, and yeah. you know, and if you look at the big battle scenes in DS9, they used every model that they had available. And but a lot of uh, bad kit bashes. Well. A lot of bad kit bashes. Don't I know? I've got little models of them from Eagle Master <laughs> getting a bit silly it now. For, um, who was it that you get? Your little models. Oh, Eagle Moss, yeah. Eagle Moss, yeah, it's worked well. Oh, for no, Eagle it has, Moss. yeah. I've got one that's it's, it's half a Mackie Raider with Voyager's saucer on top yeah. of it. It's a right ugly thing. Uh, but my point was, when they did that in DS9, they had the different classes, but they duplicated them, so you did get multiple ships. Yeah. But, yeah, it makes absolute sense that you've got a ship that is a warship, and that's what you send to fight a Romulan Armada. You don't send yeah. a load of science and, vessels. And, and we set up, a, and we're going to set because we've got just one design. Instead of making a hundred different types of ships, and, it's literally production line on and off. And I do think that Starfleet will still have other ships. They will still have exploratory vessels. They will still oh, have definitely. big oh, ones I that house families. That, but, but you don't a battle wing. Yeah, you, you don't have... send them to a fight. You know. Yeah. The, so yeah, I'm okay with it. And the other thing is as well, like, they don't want to give us too much too soon. Like, we don't want 50 different Starship designs that you have to rush for one episode. If you're going to bring a new Enterprise in or you're going to bring a new ship in... I'm glad they haven't brought a new Enterprise in because I think somewhere down the line, I think we'll get a new sort of classic-style Star Trek. I think we'll get the Pike show. I hope we get the Pike show. I think we will, yeah. Which will be... and, And done like TOS... Monster of the Week, yeah. New Planet of the Week, maybe three three episode story acts instead of it's yeah. just thrown into forty minutes. But I think we'll. I'm hoping we'll get that. But I also think we might get sort of a twenty fourth, twenty fifth century. We're moving into. Oh yeah, I won't be surprised now, that we get a twenty fifth century, and it'd be nice to see Enterprise F. And it's nice for them to stay away from doing any of that. Yeah, I think... Until it's wanted, so it's not putting... Yeah, I think, you know, it would have been nice to have seen the Enterprise, but I think there was enough thrill and enough spectacle in seeing Riker leading a fleet that the Enterprise had maybe got lost in the shuffle a little bit if that had turned up as well, so... According to uh, Michael Sherbon... It's Captain Worf in charge of the Enterprise E. Right, okay. Which I find strange, because last we saw him, officially, was going off to be to the Klingon Empire. Well, no, he came back in Nemesis. He was back in uniform in Nemesis. Yeah. Uh, but in DS9, when they had that one where he went back for Dax instead of meeting a Dominion defector, Cisco yeah. said, you've buggered it now, you'll, you'll never be captain. You know, he said, I'd have done the same thing, but, yeah, but you have to know that you'll never make captain now. But who knows? We'll see, won't we? Yeah. Um, well, we might, we might see, we might not see. Yeah. <laughs> so, Picard then, his brain conditions kicked into high gear at this point, and he knows he's dying. Yeah, it's Iridoric Syndrome. Syndrome, yeah. And, um, you know, she gives him the hypo spray thing and he says, you know, it's just going to speed up the inevitable. But he needs it so that he can do what he has to do. And he has that bit where he says, I'm going to give you all a gift, you know, which is my life. And then he has this bit where he talks to Soji and he says, we trust you to make the right choice. And that's why we're here, to save each other and everything. And 
I've saved you so you can save us. Exactly, and it and it that does get through to her, and she stops the the antenna and everything. And... Yeah, like, don't you think this is a bit strange that like she's she's done the beakers and she's opened the portal at this point, so we've got these almost like wormy snake like machines coming yeah. out, and her beacon gets switched off and it cuts off the don't come through. Don't you think that they'd maybe look at it and think, hold on, are they under attack? Is that why their beacon switched off and be able to, at that point, roll the portal open from their side? Yeah, you'd think so. I mean, yeah, we don't know what the crack is with them yet, really. Um, Again, from from a storytelling point of view, I think the purpose here, a bit like when we first introduced the Borg in Q Who, it's to go, they know about you now. You know, yeah. this these things are out there. They know they've been summoned. They know they might come back. But yeah, I'm not sure we needed them. Whether we, you know, to add to it or anything, because once it's closed, the Romulans stand down pretty much. Because it's yeah, it's implied really that the Romulans know that this Federation fleet can beat them. But at well, the- yeah, Commander Oz. Like even though she was head of security, hasn't been able to stop them building these type of ships. No, exactly. And she'll be fully aware of the capabilities. She will. So they they know they'll lose if this goes into a fight. But when there's still the risk that the Soji'll open the portal thing, they're willing to risk it. But I think yeah, once... she's willing to. She's charging all the weapons, isn't she? But then I think once that threat's nullified, then it's. Oh, well, okay. We, you know, we're not going to stay and get killed by the Federation when there's yeah. nothing more we can do. Yeah, the Romulans seem to back down very easy here. They do to say it's it's been to say the that Jack the whole Vash's. Story is like this is the Jack Vash. It's all we created for <laughs> to do that to kill this. Yeah. As soon as she turns, you can think, oh well, that's okay. Don't need to. Let's go on. Yeah. Just seen again. I very do- rushed. I don't think we've seen the last of the Jat Vash at all. You know, I think no. they they will have contingency plans, but but yeah, to say how fanatical they're meant to be, they do yeah. seem to give up quite easily. Yeah, like I'd have thought, like they're meant to be fanatics on killing these. I'd have thought, of just turning off the beacon, they think, well, what if she turns it back on again? Yeah, that's it, and that'd be enough for them to to carry on with the attack. Yeah, um, I mean, like, let's be honest. I imagine that, like, disruptors and photons sitting that little settlement. Just one ship getting through a couple of hits. Yeah, you would only it'd need be enough to wipe them all out. You would have thought so. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm all right with it. I, it, it felt a lot better to me the second time through. The whole episode, I enjoyed a lot more the second time. Yeah. Um, but we... well, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it the first time. I, I think, did. I, I think I picked it apart more the second and third time I watched it. See, I thought I did. I did that less probably. But um, we're about to get to the. I think the bit where everybody's pretty much in agreement that this stuff's all awesome with Data and Picard and everything. But so Picard dies basically, and you get the nice bit where. He, he holds Elnor's hand and he says that Raffi was right. Um, and you get these sort of morning scenes where you've got Seven and Rios are having a bit of a chat about 
old habits dying hard now, sort of I thing. I don't know if you clicked onto this, but um, when Seven said drinking, mm. and she goes, this is what passes for alcohol here. And she has a drink and her face goes. And then she passes it to Rios, and he has a drink and his face goes. Like, it's awful. Yeah. It was green, and it was awful. Oh, and so it's the... one time you see uh, Data drink, it's in Generations... Oh, and he yeah. has the green drink and he goes, this is awful. Oh, and I yeah. wonder if that's a memory that the androids have got of how alcohol should be. Ah, it's maybe. green and tastes awful. Yeah, they've got it from data. Yeah, I can yeah. go with that. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I, 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 thought that was a, I thought that was a really nice little Easter egg in there. Yeah, that is good. If that's what it is. No, and it works, yeah. It, it makes sense to me that they've learned it a lot does. of things from Data's engrams. Yeah. And Data's memory, like you say, yeah, he's horrible Alcohol green Alcohol is stuff. green and horrible. Yeah. You want some more? Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like that. And, uh, yeah, then you, you get Rafi and Elnor. Again, Elnor just breaks down completely. Yeah. And then we go into this... Which bro- makes sense because we've seen, we saw him on one of the flashbacks. Picard has known him since he was a young child. Yeah, he has. Yeah, there is a, a... He's kind of the only father figure Elnor's had. So all he's had other than that's the the warrior nuns raising him. Yeah. So, And then then you get this this afterlife sequence, which I, I just think this was fantastic. This is sort of the essence of Star Trek and everything. It's... You get to have the two characters basically talk about life and death and existence, and I think it's really, really good. Like you get, uh, you know, it's it's a quantum simulation and all that, but fair enough. Yeah, taken from, and and it, it is sort of explained a lot that they've been able to do get a lot of these memories from what he downloaded yeah. into B four. So that makes sense. Why Data's consciousness is there? Picard's consciousness, presumably. They've uploaded it into this server to give them a bit of time while they download it to the golem. Um, yeah. And that there's this interesting sort of juxtaposition between them that because the data we've got here is built from what he downloaded to B4, he doesn't remember his death, whereas yeah. Picard does because they've only just uploaded it. Though it does raise some interesting questions. Like Picard says, I remember my death. But they say we uploaded it just before your brain, you know, just before. Well, it says it, it felt like something being switched off. Yeah, but so but if they uploaded yeah, it before, yeah, I wonder if that was some downloading. In. Maybe, yeah, or maybe that was his his body dying, but the yeah, you know, his brain is still firing, sort of thing. Or yeah. if we're gonna get big and metaphysical, it could have been his soul leaving. But I think. You know, a lot of people are talking about, well, does does this new version of Picard have a soul? And I, I, I'm not sure Star well, Trek really goes for the soul as a concept. It's um, possibly with Bijoran. Yes, yeah. but but like like I'm an atheist, so I have no I have no problem with the soul. It, 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 like to me, they've downloaded his consciousness into a golem. I am fine with that. He's Picard still. Oh, I'm I'm happy with it. Yeah, because you know, within th- this is what we Star Trek and you know this whole storyline, this whole season, everything has all been about is are these sentient androids people? And the answer is yes, they are. Yes. 
So by those rules, that is Picard. It, it has to be because yeah. they're people. So it, he must be. So you know the. I'm sure people. Yeah. Well, like let's be let's be fair here. Like Picard's actually had quite a lot of machine parts. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Yeah. Like it. He's, he's had an artificial heart since his academy days. Yeah. He got assimilated by the Borg. Yeah. And like, from what we're seeing now with Seven, when we're seeing these scans of how many implants they still have, we've got oh, to yeah. assume that Picard is still full of implants. Yeah, and also he had the memories of another lifetime implanted in the inner yeah. light. And no, I'm I'm with you. I I, I think going by... Everything we know about the internal logic of the Star Trek universe, the being that we've got at the end of this question, uh, the end of this episode, is the same Picard we've had all along. Physically, it's different, but in every other way, it is. Yeah, it's the same all, person. Well, all it is is he's basically got a well body. Yeah, and it's I like the bit. I mean, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but I like the bit where he says, "Well, you could have given me another ten, twenty years, you know." Yeah, yeah. You've got Alton Song saying, "Yeah, we um, haven't. Met, we've just you've got the same physical act- attributes of your original body. We, we didn't want to give you anything new to learn at your age. Yeah, so I've got superpowers. And you should have been like, well, you could have made me Tom Hardy again and give me my hair back. You know, that would have yeah. been all right. But but yeah, it. Like, it makes sense, because then he, there's no change in him. He, no, exactly, yeah. And the, I love the bit with uh, Data where, you know, Picard's saying I wanted to say I was sorry, and he says, well, do you regret giving your life to save Soji and everyone? And he says, no, and he says, well, why would you think... I, I, I'd regret giving I, my life to save you and Yeah, exactly, else. and it, it's a lovely, lovely scene, and... Um, you know, Data knew that Picard loved him, and he says, "You know, it's a, it's a small but significant part of my my programming that knows that." Yeah. And there's there's a bit even where Picard's, you know, Data says, "Oh, before you go," and he's like, "Well, what? I've got to go." And I think, I think Picard is all right with being dead. You know, he's well, yeah, well, Picard is a day. He'd come to terms with the fact he was given his life. Yeah. In this moment, he was going to die. He had come to terms with it, and he had no no regrets about what he was doing. No, exactly. And he actually he thinks he's he's dead, and he's in this quantum construct with data as in being dead. Yeah. Which it's not the first time he's been to the afterlife, or what he thought were the afterlife. Like he had that way in yeah. tapestry with Q. He probably prefers this version though. Yeah, and, I think he'll prefer this version. And I like this thing of Data wanting to die. You know, he's like, well, that's what makes me mortal. You know, Data, yeah. the whole thing is Data wanted to be a human. And you can't be a human if you live forever. And so the idea of Data wanting to die makes perfect sense to me. It does, yeah. It's sort of like, I've died in the real world. Actually, let me die. Let me come to an end. Yeah. And I think that's brilliant, and I think Brent Spiner's fantastic in it. I just think it it the whole scene. I think is beautiful. I think it works so well. It, yeah, I, I I've not seen anyone have a bad word to say about no. the scene. It just and like think, it's quite a long scene. It is, yeah, and it you know the episodes structured differently to how you'd expect. We basically everything culminates 
halfway the through. Was getting um, the golem. We've got pretty much everything wrong about this episode. Yeah, I mean, you you, you expected we called it very very wrong. We did, and I think in a way that's a good thing that it gave us something well, unexpected. Um, yeah, it, like I think there was a lot of red herrings out there. I think there was that yeah. Alton's son was going to be law. Yeah, it just seemed you were, you were led to you were led to believe that. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's a surprise he isn't. And I think the whole ending is very different to what you expected. It is. I mean, you expected a huge big battle to end it all. Um, But instead, we get this... But we were saying that it'd be... Well, I was predicting that it'd be a massive cliffhanger it ended on. Yeah. But instead, you get this beautiful, quiet, reflective scene between Data and Picard and... It, them actually, them actually saying goodbye and Data getting the goodbye that he didn't get in Nemesis. Well, this is it, and this is, I think, this illustrates what Michael Shabon wanted to do with this season. Basically, was I want to explore Picard and Data, and obviously, you can't fill ten episodes of TV with that. But it's bookended with these scenes of Picard and Data, and. That's what yeah. gives it the emotional sort of wallop at the end of it, and yeah, I've not watched like I've not watched it all together. If you know what I mean, no. And like I've got something that I've nearly finished watching, so that is on my to do list this week. I'll yeah. probably watch. Like it's fair to say, probably tomorrow or the day after, I'm going to have the day, and I'm just going to watch the whole of Picard yeah, through. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how and it I works. I think it'll actually, I, I think it'll work better that way. Yeah, I think it it probably will. Um, and then, yeah, we get the, he wakes up and says, am I real, which reflects what Soji was asking and everything, and of course the answer is yes, you are. Yes, you are real. And he gives sort of a eulogy to Data, he quotes The Tempest and everything, and that's a nice scene as well. And it's around here that these deleted scenes that Michael Shabon talked about. So there was meant to be a scene showing Narek being taken into Federation custody. Right. And there was a scene filmed which he said that when they came to the edit, they just couldn't find anywhere to put it in where it didn't disrupt the flow of the episode. Uh, which was going to show the XBs um, going to live with the androids, becoming part of that society. Yeah. So that would explain where which, they are. Yeah, I think I um, put that on one of our, our messenger groups as a prediction of what had happened. But yeah, I mean, I, I do imagine that's what happened. And I think I I said on his group as well. This is where a captain's log had been absolutely perfect. You, you nil. Yeah, you've got a great captain. Yeah, slug. and it's just, all it needs to say is, you know, they're repairing <sighs> the artifact. Narek's been arrested. They've dropped the charges on Girati, and now we're leaving. So, you know, something to those along those lines yeah. would wrap it up nicely. Um, but instead, we have got these loose ends. Uh, yeah, and like, then, <clears throat> it's a nice part. Like we have the eulogy with Data. And we have him actually get turned off. Yeah. And you see him aging, but he, he's playing Blue Skies again. Blue Skies has been recurring yeah, yeah. between Data and Picard since Nemesis. But it's Soji who's singing it. Yes, yeah. I didn't know that at first. And that that's a lovely no, touch as well. Yeah, did you see that little video I put up yeah, on yeah. Facebook about it? 
Yeah, I thought that was quite nice. That it is. And got her to do it. And it, within the context of the show, it's nice that Data gets to hear his daughter singing this song kind of thing. And Yeah. Yeah, it's... I mean, I think all the Picard and Data stuff I just think is wonderful. I think it's yeah, so it, well done. Yeah. And well, it's worth, like... We have quite a number of loopholes, so we'll go through the loopholes when we get to the end. Yeah. Of thing. But, the, but I think, in a way, they're almost worth it because we got all the same oh, that yeah. wasn't cut. I was going to say the same. <laughs> I, I think how good these bits are, and this is some of the best Picard, Data, Star Trek overall stuff. It, you know, it's up there with the best ever stuff, it's, yeah. these Picard and Data scenes. And that makes up for any sort of niggly plot holes and things like that. But um, then we finish, obviously, with this scene with the crew, and there's the, the Rios and Girati look to have looked to be giving it a go properly, trying to have Which a relationship. Which is fair enough. We know yeah. that they'd already slept together and there'd been banter and humour yeah. between them. So I'm fine with that. And then there's that makes sense. Then there's Seven and Rafi who are holding hands in a very affectionate yeah. way. Does like. People have said, oh, yeah, you could tell that there was something, this. And talking about, uh, from, what is it, Rag? Rag Sad City. City Rag, yeah. No, but I, yeah, I've, I know people who've said that, who've said, um, that they picked up on something in that episode. Yeah, I've gone back and I've watched it, and you, you sort of, there's maybe tiny little hints of maybe being somewhere between Seven and Bedazzle. Yes. But no, there's I... stuff, it, but it's literally very, tiny little hints and the only thing I can see where you get that there could be some is when um, Ruffy and Seven are, dressed, are getting Rios ready to go down yeah I and think that's happened to have some panache and I think that's the bit people are talking about and I think I think this is one of those cases where from what I've heard it was the two actresses said you know went to the producers and said oh we feel like there's a bit of chemistry and is that something we can do something with? But then, yeah. this is the first time, really, we've seen the two of them together since then. Seven of Nine being bisexual or, you know, whatever, it, I don't have an issue with that as a character development whatsoever. Same with I Rafi. I don't, actually, because um, she's also discovered... There was, like, a lot of the sort of final uh, four seasons of Voyager once Seven came onto it, was um, Seven discovering herself and exploring no, exactly. humanity. So um, I have no problem with no, Seven. No, and it, it's just that it, this particular relationship just seems to have come out of nowhere. Yeah, and, yeah that, I have a problem with that. that and it just seems to have appeared. I'm happy to see it develop, you know, and yeah. do something with it in Season 2, absolutely. But yeah, it just seemed a bit... Wait, wait a minute, what? Um, yeah, but, where's this come from? But yeah, a little bit weird, but it leads to we get a great shot of all the crew together right at the end, which yeah. I thought was fantastic. And, you know, it's very similar to the end of the third episode, but now he's got a full crew, you know. Yeah, they're all together. Yeah, and the I like this crew. I don't think there's a weak link in the terms of the characters or anything, and no. I definitely want to see... <laughs> Where they go like in to season say we've two. only had ten episodes. Yeah, there's been a lot of char- we know these characters by the end of that's it. That's it. They've definitely learned a lesson from Discovery, and in that we know who they are. We want to see more of them. We feel yeah, 
at we, home with we them. We feel like we know them, we're comfortable with them. Yeah. We've looked, like, obviously it's only 10 episodes, but we've learned a lot about the backstories yeah, yeah. and where they are now. And I think that one of the themes, big themes of this has been, um, you could, being broken. Yeah. And having redemption and coming back out to the other side better. Yeah, I think as it's, yeah, it's sort of almost like rebirth, which, you know, Picard yeah. does literally in this episode, so. Yeah, but yeah, Picard was a very broken character. He was, and he'd yeah. been beaten and, and he was mulling about and just waiting to die at the start of it. He's rejuvenated. Rios was drinking because of what had happened. Yeah. Happened. Rafi was drinking because she'd been drummed out of Starfleet. Yeah, and Seven was basically living a bit of a criminal lifestyle. Really, that seems to be the implication. And yeah, they've they've sort of come together and sort of fixed each other, or yeah. at least started the process of fixing each yeah, other. Which they all, is they're all a lot better people at the end of this than they were at the start. Apart from Girati, Girati was a beat up was a upbeat character when we first met <laughs> yeah. her. She goes down in the middle, but she's back to being an upbeat character yeah. at the end. Maybe not when she gets to jail, if that's where they're going, but we'll, well see. I don't think she think she will, but this is like like this is pretty much the end of the episode. Yeah. So we've got the Romulans left really quickly, which I think's a loose end. Yeah. What's happened with the space AIs yep. from the far off galaxy is a loose end. Um What's happened with the XBs on the artifact? They've basically left a load of X-Borg with a Borg cube that's in the process of repairing itself. Yeah, which could be very that's dangerous. Unexplained. What's happened with Sutra, the evil android? Well, yeah. From all we know, she's been turned off. Yeah. Um, well, we, we, we don't see on screen at all what happens with Narek. No. And I'm sure we a lot... Uh, I'm sure a lot of these things will be touched on, but yeah, there's yeah, a lot. Yeah, but we've been, uh, there's a lot of plot holes at the end of this. Yeah, there's a lot of loose ends, and it and, and it has been the talking point. The biggie, instead of like, I think more people have talked about the loose ends than are talking about the beautiful scenes of Picard. And yeah, Data. no, I agree with and you. Yeah, it's taken away because there's so many plot holes. It's taken away from these great scenes. No, I agree with you. Yeah, the absolutely right. It, the focus has been on how it's not wrapped things up, rather yeah. than looking at the things it has wrapped up. Which, when it it's done that, and it you know with Picard and everything, it, it was absolutely yeah. brilliant. But yeah, it, like if you'd had a bit of a cliffhanger in the actual story, yeah, at the end of it, you could under you could. Forgive the loopholes yeah. and the plot holes and think that, well, this has still got to be wrapped up as this story. Well, I wonder, but yeah. As is far it... as we're seeing on screen, this story is done and they're moving off to, to go do something else now. Yeah, exactly. And this story isn't done. <laughs> There's too much of it that we don't know what's happening. So, yeah, yeah like I said, agree with you. There's a cut scene of Narek being arrested, but no one's seen that. No, exactly. And the thing is... It, Unless it's in the episode, I'm sorry, it doesn't exist. Somebody, yeah. the creators can go on Twitter and social media and whatever as much as they want and say, well, this this happened, this happened, this happened. It didn't, unless we've seen it. Seen it. It, yeah, it has Star not Trek happened. It's always been very clear. Unless it is on screen, it's not canon. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure we'll pick up on some of it next season, but it, 
it does leave you with mixed feelings on this last episode. Yeah. And you know, which when... is annoying because, like, as I said, there's these such beautiful scenes. Yeah. At its best, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, at its best, it's this Trek is some of the best. yeah some of the very best Star Trek ever. Disappointed. Yeah, it's a weird, a it weird ending. Be like that when you've no. that. I mean, overall, I enjoyed it more the second time. Once I knew I had my expectations set as to what was coming, but yeah, it's a bit of a a bit of a jumble, and it. I think the good stuff outweighs the bad in it because the good stuff is so good. Um, yeah. But but yeah, there's just niggly bits that um, unfortunately yeah. we've not wrapped it, up. If it was just one or two little plot holes that were yeah. gaps, but you're looking at seven or eight major plot gaps here, and it's it's things that have been built up all season as well. Um, yeah, and, that, it's, and it's just suddenly yeah, nothing. exactly. Um, and it, it as I say, it makes me wonder if what Michael Shabon wanted to do basically was have that scene with Picard and Data. That's the story he wanted to tell. Well, and maybe he just wanted us bothered. They were, they were literally rewriting them that scene with Picard and Data. Right up it was done on the last day of shooting. Right, I didn't know that. And they were yeah. rewriting it right till literally shooting. Right. Because they wanted to get it right. And I wonder if it's just been they've got it right and how long is it on screen? It's it must be... It's a decent chunk of the episode, I was yeah. say it must be approaching sort of 10 minutes of the episode. Probably, yeah. Must this statement pick out. And I wonder if, it, if we've lost a lot of stuff, because this was so good, they've let the whole thing in, but the story has suffered because of it. It has, I think, but yeah. I'd be interested to see what other people have got to say about it, so let us know... Your thoughts on the Picard finale and indeed Picard as a whole. Um, we're on Twitter at RetrekPod. Facebook search for Retrek and email is RetrekPod at gmail.com. As we've been saying on the last few episodes, obviously we're conscious that everybody, well, a lot of people are kind of at a bit of a loose end at the minute. So if you fancy yeah. coming on the podcast, giving us your thoughts, we're yeah. going to be looking at time travel episodes for the foreseeable Let's also future. Have a call out for the people who are having to go out, mainly the uh, first response. Oh, absolutely, uh, yeah. And hats off. Thank you very much, guys. Absolutely. So, yeah, get in touch. Let us know if you want to come on the show. Uh but for season one of Picard, then, thanks for taking the trek with us. We'll see you next time on the retrack. Thank you very much. Bye bye.